0: guess what? It's time for Making Kayfabe with your hosts, Bryson Dillon.
1: Hello and welcome to the Making Kayfabe podcast, the podcast that rebooks professional wrestling's biggest missed opportunities in a way that makes sense. It's your two boys, Bryce and Dylan, here to take you through an Olympic-sized rebooking today and, in fact, a very highly requested episode from the listeners as well. Today, we are rebooking the retirement of Kurt Angle. But hey, Dylan, how are you? I'm perfectly excellent. Perfectly excellent. That's yep. that's, that's,
0: that's really good. I feel yeah. really good. I feel really yeah. good. Do you want to know a secret? <laughs> yes. Kurt Angle is my favorite wrestler of all time. Is that a secret? Yeah. Didn't you tell that to everybody? Didn't you wear? Didn't you get a big T-shirt that says "I think Kurt Angle is the greatest wrestler ever"
1: and wore it oh, around yeah. town? Podcasting is an audio medium, though. That's right.
0: That's a fair point.
1: <laughs> I love Kurt Angle, and I've wanted to do this episode for a hell of a long time. And like, it's one of the ones that was requested quite a lot from the the kind of the survey we put up about what's going to come in season three, and. Uh, Got a fair few requests on it, so I'm delighted to go through it. The making KFAB listeners, they've been quite vocal about Kurt's career on our Twitter page at Making KFAB. We asked people for their thoughts ahead of the rebooking and, and kind of favourite moments of Kurt's career, and uh, yeah, they, they let us know. Kyron and Kai at Darkside OT Ring, they, they mentioned Kurt versus HBK. Um, yeah, excellent oh, match, excellent views. Really yeah incredible 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 build up to it as well and uh, they also mentioned his feud and rap battle with john cena you remember oh, that yeah yeah, <laughs> fucking hilarious man my name's kurt angle and what the heck i want to go with a broken freaking neck
0: <laughs> i mean the <laughs> man's a genius
1: a lyrical genius <laughs> lyrical genius like yeah. honestly you, you talk about great songwriters lennon <laughs> mccartney angle you know <laughs> He only needed to
0: do it once. How many songs yeah. does he have? Uh, somebody like you see that? Lennon McCartney wrote a shit ton of songs. Kurt Angle only had to do one. Oh, uh, well, he, he had the H B K one as well. Speaking about Angle
1: and H B K, he had the. Uh, yeah. He's a sexy Kurt. Ah, yeah, the sexy Kurt. Yeah, the Angle the Slam, ankle the ankle lock, Marty Jannetty still can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> and also,
0: he played the guitar with uh, Steve Austin one time. Remember? Uh, he did. So could turn, a what, we were, yeah, the tiny cub. We were joking about Kurt Angle being a lyrical, but clearly he is actually a musical genius. Did so. you
1: did you hear Kurt Angle's song on the? I cannot remember what it was, but he had like there's there's a there's an album that WWE released, and it was like su- superstars singing their own songs, and oh. like it's original material. And Kurt Angle has a song called "I Don't Suck." Have you heard <laughs> that? No. Oh, dude, dude, you need to hear this. It's incredible. Is it? Um, is it better or worse than the Randy Savage song? I mean, they're both in a class of their own, I think. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Away from all the other music. <laughs>
1: Depressing to see because you know you can't be better than me. Start at the bottom, Andy McEwen at Andy McEwen One says Angle versus Shane McMahon at King of the Ring. Uh, yeah, mm. crazy, incredible match. Um, one of the best in both guys' careers, I'd say.
0: Yeah, dude, that was crazy.
1: Whole glass panels and just uh, Shane being a tough bastard. Um, yeah, that was that was an incredible match. Connor at the uh, Wrestling with Fiction podcast at Connor the Cooper. Check out his show; it's awesome. We've plugged it before and uh, on the show, and damn it, we'll do it again because it rules. But he says that he's he's talking about the rebooking now. So he says that he would have loved to see a Team Angle reunion at some point with Kurt's return to WWE. Um, mm. You know, I think that'd be pretty cool getting getting Charlie Hoss and Shelton Benjamin returning for a stint with Angle as our manager. You know,
0: the WWE will never be able to get Shelton Benjamin. Wait a minute. <laughs> As a joke, before anybody <laughs> starts assaulting me on Twitter
1: about how he's Benjamin... line, but I'm fairly sure he's one half of the Tag Team Champions right now. <laughs> yeah, I know!
0: But where's <laughs> Charlie Hoss? He is the other half of the Tag Team Champions.
1: <laughs> I don't think that's accurate. <laughs> so, that was a joke! Don't <laughs> harass me on Twitter my these. CJ Palmasano, our good buddy CJ, at CJ underscore 1214, says, yes! Give the man the storyline he deserves. Yeah, obviously we we have um we're good friends with CJ we've been in these podcast before uh, there's not another wrestling podcast but yeah that's exactly what we're going to do and yeah, if you, want to, if you want to hear more on Kurt Angle, uh, CJ's got an excellent podcast, like we say, called the Not Another Wrestling Podcast, which has an episode on Kurt Angle's career, featuring somebody extremely charming and handsome, so you should definitely check it out. And finally, we've got Ted Cagney at DGU464. And, and Ted, Ted gave us instructions for this rebooking. <laughs> instructions. Uh,
0: so... <laughs> Thank you very much, Ted.
1: Well, here, here's what he says. He says, how to rebook it. Number one, don't have him lose to Baron Corbin.
0: Oh no, that's the that's the-, that's the most important bit. Keep that in. All right. What's that's What's it. number two? That, that's the instructions. That's it. Oh, that, that's it.
1: <laughs> oh, the rebooking will be a success if you just don't do that. I, <laughs> I'm delighted to say that I have followed Ted's instructions. Baron Corbin is coming nowhere fucking near the story. Anyway, today today we're rebooking Kurt Angle's WWE swan song in 2019, and like, it's like here here's the. I'll go into this now, here's here's the problem I have with Kurt Angle's retirement, now I get the hate for Baron Corbin, I I understand it, he's got just unholy amounts of go away heat but that's not where I'm coming from we'll we'll go into it in the episode but you know, firstly Kurt Angle is just a complete next level talent that you'll maybe get once every 5-10 years in wrestling There's there's not many like Kurt around and secondly, Kurt Angle achieved so much in pro wrestling and he did it at a time where guys his size, you know, five foot nine, were, were barely given a chance. And, you know, you had to be you had to be a really exceptional wrestler to get yourself over in the Attitude Era at five foot nine. And so to me, it just baffles me that, that, that the guy you have Kurt lose to in his last match is someone who is a hugely unexceptional wrestler. Uh <laughs> I'm sorry, but it's true. So, someone who is, you know, whose size, six foot six, could get them opportunities in any era of wrestling. And someone who, you know, and someone who just fucking isn't a next level talent, no matter what way you slice it up, Baron Corbin. And I'm saying this as someone who, once upon a time, called myself a Baron Corbin fan back in his early <laughs> NXT days. So,
0: <laughs> what happened? What changed? I you don't like, know. You didn't like the him in his hair? You're like, nah. No, maybe like that was it. Maybe it, yeah. maybe it was the
1: hair. But I, I do, I, just to, to digress briefly, but the whole gimmick you had where it was just squash matches in NXT and the, the crowd were counting along, counting up the seconds in the matches, like that was cool. And then they just totally changed his character. You know, they had that field money in the background with him. And then just fucking everyone hates him now. So, do you me- yeah. Do you remember when they called him Constable Corbin? That yeah, that just, that was around this time with the retirement. That 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 was kind of this era, definitely. And uh, the winning combination, my friend. Oh man, like uh, how, how did it not go right? But, <laughs> no, no, no
0: yeah. I don't. I, I that's exactly what I would have done with him. <laughs>
1: exactly. Call him constable for no reason. Why? Yeah, why is he a constable? Who knows? not It's, it's, a, it's a funny word. But yeah, it's it's just completely wrong. In my opinion, Kurt's last harass should have been against someone much like him. You know, one of the smaller technical wrestlers on the roster, because let's be honest, what did beating Kurt do for Baron Corbin? We, we, look at him
0: now. He's got a, yeah, he's look, got a crown.
1: He's Is in, he's in the exact same King place.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's has exactly the same it, place. Yeah,
1: basically, he's, he's now King Corbin, which, you know, again, makes no sense. But oh boy, like we say, it's... it's basically forgotten about a month after it happens but you know if, if it was a wrestler who needs a massive accomplishment like beating Kurt Angle it could have taken them for miles but anyway fucking hell the episode hasn't even started yet and I'm, I'm kind of showing my hands so should I take you into a little bit of history for old Kurt Angle yes
0: please I think people might not be familiar with Kurt Angle <laughs>
1: So you make a good point. Like I, I'm not going to go hugely in-depth into Kurt Angle's whole career because, like you say, it's a long, long-ass career and if you're a wrestling fan in the last 20 years you'll probably know who Kurt Angle is. I'll cover some key points and then put a little bit more focus onto where I'll be rebooking from today, which is uh, in the lead-up to his retirement from professional wrestling. So, Kurt Angle. At the 1996 Olympics, he won a gold medal with a broken freaking neck. His first exposure to professional wrestling was witnessing the Sandman get crucified on an episode of ECW in 1997.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Good start. He didn't seem to be a big fan. I can't believe that. That was the first thing he saw, and he was like, "I don't like this." So I'm like,
1: "Yeah, well, I mean, it generally you know. turned it turned him off wrestling for for years because I think he was actually originally offered a contract after winning the Olympic gold medal, and then he, he saw an ECW show, and he's like, "No, oh, fuck this. This is going to do horrible things for my career." So, so he didn't think about it for another couple of years, and he made his first WWE appearance in 1999 on Sunday Night Heat. Yes. Heating up Tiger Ali Singh after Singh offered Kurt five hundred dollars to blow his nose on the American flag.
0: Tiger Ali Singh, boy,
1: now there's a guy. He
0: uh, a guy. Well, I don't know. I think he's two small children in like a, a suit. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, if yeah. you've ever if you've ever seen him wrestle, he wrestles like two children in a man suit. <laughs> okay, not good.
1: <laughs> uh yeah, you don't really hear much about Tiger Alley thing these days, do you? But for, for good reason. Speaking of someone else you don't hear too much about these days, he made his in-ring debut that year at Survivor Series, beating Sean John Stasiak! Stasiak. <laughs> Planet Stasiak! Uh, he took on a heel character promoting the use of the free eyes, intensity, integrity and intelligence and just generally being the guy the fans love to hate. Kurt won his first WWE title in his rookie year, became King of the Ring and then just had loads of feuds with huge names like The Rock, Steve Austin, Triple H, Scotty Too hotty The Undertaker. He'd soon go on to become one of the go-to guys for having an excellent match with Anybody on the roster, and uh, yeah, probably one of the quickest developing professional wrestlers of all time. Over the years, he'd have incredible matches with Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, Brock Lesnar, winning the WWE Championship another three times, but then started picking up, you know, a gazillion injuries along the way, which uh, unfortunately led to an addiction for pain pills because the guy was basically in constant agony. Um, you know, he was in rough shape with all those injuries, man, like, especially with his neck. You know, he was getting like, numbness in his fingers and shit like scary stuff basically very scary stuff in 2006 he was drafted to wwe's version of ecw where he didn't get time to do much and other than beat seven shades of shit just incredible uh (laughs) before (laughs) that's what i remember uh before being released to by wwe in august for health reasons which kind of essentially was down to the injuries i noted and and the addictions that were cropping up you know, th- this this was um, it was WWE trying to um, you know, help Kurt. You know, it, it basically would give Kurt a a chance to well, you know, take take some take some much needed time off from wrestling and just let his body heal for a bit. You know, mm-hmm. less than a month later, Kurt signed to TNA wrestling, and, <laughs> I, I, oh. <laughs> and oh. a month after a month after that, he was getting himself into hard hitting matches with guys like Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, Christian, Sting, and more. The guy just didn't fucking slow down. The one TNA clip that sticks out in my mind is him doing that moonsault from the top of the cage. The cage, yeah. Yeah, Just bouncing off the canvas. Oh my god, yeah. Brutal, (laughs) utterly brutal. This is a guy who's like already got his fair share of injuries. Why are you doing that? I was gonna say, I'm like, you
0: know, he was banged up in the WWE and addicted to painkillers. So I'm like, you know what? Jumping off uh, the top (laughs) of a cage onto a canvas from like ten feet—it's probably fine. He's probably. You know, that probably didn't injure him whatsoever. No, absolutely fine. Like, he's
1: probably mm-hmm. indestructible at that point. <laughs> it probably he felt like it, you know? Like, the pain can't get any worse, so let's just jump off a cage. Oh, I don't know uh, if that's true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but look, there's, there's plenty of good Kurt Angle TNA moments as well. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, like, you know, what's crazy for me to think is that Kurt Angle literally was an active wrestler in TNA longer than he was in WWE. Yeah. But generally, this was a, this was the peak of his Perk Angle phase. I love Kurt Angle. Like I say, one of my favorites ever, but he was in a bad place. You know, injuries stacking up, pills probably stacking higher. You know, he's he was getting himself arrested again and again. You know, just not it good stuff fun. at all. It's a yeah. lot of fun. During this time, by the way, he also wrestled for AAA in New Japan. In between, uh, he won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship from Brock Lesnar, losing it to a pre-WWE Shinsuke Nakamura. So... There you go, it was a fun little tidbit
0: I'd love to see that match
1: He left TNA in 2016 and went on a run of independent dates Including an awesome match for WCPW against Joe Hendry A match for ICW here in Scotland against Joe Coffey Which I had the pleasure of seeing live Hey man, say what you want about Kurt Angle But he had some great matches against guys called Joe You know, you got some more Joe too
0: That's true, yeah, and uh, Joe Corbin Of course, (laughs) You remember Joe Corbin, yeah? I mean, I mean uh, Baron's not his first name. That's his title. Oh, He's
1: a Baron. Yeah. Baron Joe Corbin. Is yeah. that his name? Joe Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, yeah, he'd, he'd returned to WWE in 2017, where he was inducted to the Hall of Fame and appointed Raw General Manager. And then, and now we're getting close to zeroing in on today's rebooking. Spoiler alert. Some of the stuff is going to come into play. On the July seventeenth, two thousand and seventeen edition of RAW, it was revealed that Jason Jordan was Kurt's son. He's like Jason Mitchell or something, whatever. Yeah, Um,
0: great angle.
1: Jason Jordan was a great angle. There we go. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Storyline lasted until January 2018, but unfortunately Jason Jordan suffered a, a very serious neck injury, which kind of kept has kept him sidelined to this day. Um, he's not wrestled since, which sucks. At the 2018 WrestleMania, which was WrestleMania 34, Kurt was involved in an awesome tag team match teaming up with Ronda Rousey to defeat Triple H and Stephanie McMahon. I loved that match. Like that, that was, was just
0: great a match. Great
1: yeah. match, like just so much better than anyone expected. And um, with you know two. Essentially two non-wrestlers in there, like R- 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 Rousey. Triple obviously. H. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I meant Triple H, yeah.
0: Oh, that's mean. Triple H is really good. I like Triple H. Cara
1: Angle is definitely just carrying that match. Like, oh my
0: God. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's, it's a damn shame she retired because, you know, she did
1: so much for the women's division. So much, so much after the victory Kurt was sent away by Stephanie McMahon uh, meaning that he was no longer GM where a newly bald Baron Joe Corbin we go. a uh, Constable it was Constable Joe Corbin at this point sorry Constable uh, Baron Joe Corbin <laughs> just just add
0: like, uh, names on <laughs>
1: Yeah,
0: that's a new game that's a new game we're playing at the end of the show
1: Constable Baron Tiger Alley Corbin
0: Tiger <laughs> <Yeah>. Alley <laughs> Corbin <laughs> oh dear
1: Angle returned later that year as an active wrestler and had some not uh, not no open matches, one of which was winning a battle royale in Raw, eliminating Baron Corbin last. Uh, yeah, dur- dur- during the whole thing, Kurt Angle was dressed as a Consequidor uh, in, in the big gold suit. I don't actually remember that. No, I
0: haven't seen that, but I'll have to check that out. Nice.
1: Uh, so, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's because he was not meant to be Kurt Angle and he unmasked after the match. He's he's actually Kurt Angle, he's not a Consequidor. But yeah, another, another notable moment was his match against Drew McIntyre, where he put McIntyre over something fierce in an episode of Raw. You know, Hugh he, he, Drew, beat the fuck out of Kurt in that match. After losing to Drew, Angle would take a little bit more time out and would return in the end of 2018 to continue his feud with Baron Corbin. Angle played a big part in Baron Corbin losing his power as Raw General Manager, including along with Apollo Crews, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable, defeating Corbin in a handicapped no-disqualification match. To prevent him from being the permanent general manager of Raw. Crikey.
0: I mean, does it really take four people to beat Baron? Oh, hang on. Constable, Baron, <laughs> Tiger <laughs> Alley, Triple H, Joe Corbin? Did I get them all right?
1: Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah that's close enough. You I mean, had, had the Triple H in there as well. It's very cerebral of you. Yeah. Uh, four baby faces against one heel. Like, what kind of booking is that? But Ridiculous. no qualification as well. But hey, He entered the 2019 Royal Rumble, getting eliminated by Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, the same man who he lost the IWGP title to many years back. And then in March of 2019, he announced that he would retire at WrestleMania 35 and Baron Corbin would be his final opponent. Oh, boy. He'd go on a, a farewell tour of Monday Night Raw, getting into interesting one-on-one matches with Apollo Cruz, Chad Gable, Samoa Joe, and AJ Styles. WrestleMania came. Kurt lost to Baron Corbin on the fourteenth match on the card out of sixteen, mm-hmm. uh, and the match lasted six minutes and five seconds. So you know, for a career like Kurt's to go out in six minutes against fucking Baron Corbin, you know, it's a bit of a shame, isn't it? Uh, it still five-star me- classic. <laughs> God, no, it wasn't. No. Uh, still, still makes me sad to this day. According to Kurt himself and, and his podcast with Conrad Thompson, uh, his, his final opponent was meant to be Jason Jordan. Obviously, that couldn't happen, which is what led to it being Baron Corbin. But yeah. In my opinion, there was m- much better. There was a much better contender for Kurt's final match. In fact, there was fucking dozens of better contenders for Kurt's last match. But there's one in particular I think would have worked perfectly. And I've got a great storyline that WWE could run with if they went down the route of uh, you know going with that this particular superstar to retire Kurt angle. So, yeah. I won't lie. You know, I spoke to you about this earlier, though, and I would not don't want to hype it up too much. But I'm pretty proud of this story. So, like, do you, want, do you want to do you want to hear my rebooking of Kurt Angle's retirement? Hell yeah, I'm very
0: excited about it. You know, um, I know you spent a lot of time working on it, and like you said, Kurt Angle's your favorite wrestler. So I know you wanted to do him justice. I'm very, very excited to hear this storyline. So let's let's
1: do this. Okay, yeah, let's do it. So uh, I'm I'm going to start off by saying like. I've got nothing against Baron Corbin, but fuck Baron Corbin. All right, I'm not. Gonna, I think- I'm not gonna fuck him. No. Oh, don't don't do that. No, no. don't do that. Um, but the more I think about it, the more frustrated it makes me that he was Kurt Angle's final a match, and I could go on forever about this. But I think I got most of it in the intro. But regardless, <laughs> <laughs> but Baron Corbin's not going to be Kurt Angle's last match in this rebooking. He's going to come just nowhere fucking near the story. So. Before we get started, can I just hazard a guess on who
0: I think his final opponent's going to be? Yeah, go for it. Who do you think it's going to be? Sean Stasiak. <laughs> his his first career opponent. comes full circle. His first first opponent and his last opponent. There it is. Oh, and it, once again, some... Sean
1: Stasiak gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to do some very quick re-rating here because... Delete uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the planet Stasiak part, okay? It's the, right, best, okay, part. Okay, it's the good. Good. best part, it's the best part sorry, right. we okay. can mess it out. You, you've already called it, so I can't do it now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a shame. Uh, so yeah, obviously we can't we can't just drop the Baron Corbin and go storyline. So just to kick things off, you know how there was that four-on-one handicap match with uh, you know the four baby faces versus uh, you know Baron Corbin. That shit booking anyway. So I'm just <laughs> going to say that match doesn't happen. We're going to replace it with another match, and the match itself in real life was to prevent Baron Corbin from becoming the permanent Raw General Manager. So, you know, it makes all the sense in the world to just make it Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. You know, Kurt Angle doesn't need the help of three other guys and no disqualification rules to beat Baron Corbin. Have Kurt versus Corbin on the December 17th, 2018 Raw instead, and have Kurt beat Corbin. And that means A, Corbin doesn't have to become Raw General Manager. B, babyface Kurt Angle prevails over the heel Corbin. And C, Kurt Angle doesn't need to spend another four months feuding with Baron Corbin. It just baffles me that feud went on so long. It, it was forever and that, that feud lasted. So now that's out of the way, we can move on to how WWE could have booked Kurt Angle's retirement to be more successful, meaningful, and uh, you know, fitting of, in my opinion, one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time. So we don't need to mention Baron Corbin again. Um, and in fact, I will not mention Baron Corbin again. This is the last time I'm going to say the name Baron Corbin. Can I still say it? If only if he address, it. Only if he use his full, full name. Time. Okay. <laughs> anyway, we've got a lot to cover and a lot of time to fill before Kurt Angle ends his career at WrestleMania 35, so let's get to it. So, in real life, Kurt Angle announced on the March 11 fraud that he was going to retire and that he'd face um, Redacted in his final match. So... In the story, we're going to keep the retirement announcement, but we're, we're just going to push it forward a little bit. March 11th doesn't give us enough time to build a meaningful storyline for Kurt because WrestleMania at that point was literally less than a month away. So, you know, no time to build anything. So we're, we're going to move this way forward, way ahead to jan- the January 21st Raw because Kurt Angle's retirement match deserves a lot of build and a good fucking story. So we're at the January 21st Raw. Kurt's going to come down to the ring and he's going to tell everyone that he's going to retire. And I'm paraphrasing what he said in real life, but in short, he'll say something like, you know, at WrestleMania, I will compete in my farewell match. There's a whole bunch of uh, talented superstars in the back there that I'd love to share a ring with at WrestleMania, my last hurrah. If I could wrestle all of you, I would. Logically, though, if you ask me, there's only one man back there who just makes sense to be my final opponent in WWE. Because as it happens, I was his first opponent in WWE. <gasps> I think you know who I'm talking about. So She'll I'm going to lay you. down the challenge right now. I get to choose who my final opponent ever will be. And I choose you, John Cena. Oh. Yeah. So yeah. John, John Cena's first <laughs> opponent, not John Stasiak's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, like John Cena comes down to the ring. You know, he's, he's humbled that Kurt would choose him as his final opponent. And he accepts the challenge. So it's official. Kurt Angle is going to face John Cena in his retirement match they'll embrace and the crowd will just cheer because it's nice you know and you know just just to make it a little bit serious he's going to say you know John Cena is going to say something along the lines of you know this may be your final match but don't expect me to go easy on you and uh, you know just because I love a bit of cringe Kurt Angle would say something like I wouldn't count on it and basically, it's a feel-good moment. You know, better bittersweet, maybe, because Kurt Angle's career is going to come to an end in a few months' time. But also, it's just a, a nice touching moment in the ring there. The segment ends. Raw rolls on as normal. Just looking through the results that night in real life. It was a pretty damn good card anyway. Um, Seth Rollins versus Drew McIntyre, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable versus The Revival. Sasha Banks and Bailey versus Ronda Rousey and Natalya. You know, good episode of Raw. Nice. But later in the night, the cameras, they cut backstage. And John Cena is lying on the concrete, knocked out cold. There's a officials, there's security, paramedics, et cetera, around him. They're, they're loading him onto a stretcher as Kurt appears, you know, ask, asking, Kurt's asking, what the hell's going on? You know, if anyone's seen anything, and turns out nobody saw anything because, you know, you can't see John Cena. There we go. <laughs> <Hey-o, Yeah. laughs> there we go. Uh, there we go. I saw that one coming. <laughs> Seriously though, like no, nobody saw what happened. Um, so Cena's attacker is still a mystery. So, someone's taking out John Cena. Nobody knows who it is. So yeah, immediately got a wee bit of intrigue there. What the fuck is going on? January twenty seventh, the two thousand nineteen Royal Rumble. So in real life, Kurt Angle was in the Royal Rumble match, as I said. And you know what? We're not going to change that. Like. I'd have Kurt in the Rumble before he goes in. He'll have a backstage interview with whoever was the backstage interview at the time, like Renee Young. Sure, yeah. Uh, Kurt Kurt's, uh, Kurt, Kurt's going to say that last week on Raw, he mentioned he wishes he could face every person on the WWE roster before he retires. And uh, taking on another twenty nine guys in the Royal Rumble isn't a bad way to attempt that. And Renee points out, she says, at WrestleMania, you've already got a match scheduled with John Cena. What happens if you win the Royal Rumble tonight? Kurt's going to reply, you know, completely matter of fact, like, he says, well, I guess I'm having two retirement matches at WrestleMania Renee's final question before Kurt goes out to the rumble is, you know, speaking of John Cena, is there any word on his condition and who attacked him on Raw Monday? Kurt says, he's doing fine, doctors say that he could be out for a couple of weeks, we still don't know who attacked him, there was no cameras in that part of the arena, but trust me, we'll find out eventually and they will be held to pay so Kurt leaves was is Royal Rumble, but yeah, we're, we're not going to have him win it, um, just a, a final showing for Kurt basically in the Royal Rumble he'll have a good showing for himself and get eliminated in the same way by Nakamura, no, nothing else remarkable happens on that night January 28th Raw the night after the Royal Rumble John Cena, he, he's still recovering from the beatdown from his mystery assailant, so our boy Kurt's going to go on a fair tour this is something he did do in real life, as I mentioned earlier, before his WrestleMania match with Redacted. He faced Apollo Cruz, AJ Styles, Chad Gable and Samoa Joe in singles matches. These uh, apparently were, were handpicked by Kurt to be among his final opponents because he just really wanted to wrestle them. So, yeah, we're, we're going to do we're going to do something similar here. So on, on this episode of Raw, it's going to be Kurt Angle versus Apollo Cruz and we won't focus too much on the match um, it will obviously be a decent match between two very talented dudes with Kurt winning in the end but it's what happens later that night which is the most newsworthy part so as Raw continues we cut backstage to later in the show and Apollo Crews has been laid out backstage he too has been attacked by a mystery assailant and again he's stretched away again Kurt asks who did it and again nobody knows it's a, it's a total mystery Somebody's out here attacking Kurt Angle's opponents, and uh, you know, again, it's a,
0: it's a real mystery. And the, whoever the mystery is, Zealand is keeps leaving their calling card behind. Uh, gold medal. I don't understand who this could be. <laughs> who could it it's be? Like medal
1: every time. Right?
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: from the nineteen ninety six Olympics as well. That's very suspicious. Very suspicious. Very suspicious. That's mm-hmm. no, not part of the story for listening. That's just a joke. Uh, <laughs> <but> <laughs> don't buzz me on Twitter about this. Yeah, you're, you're going to get a lot of uh, a, lot, a lot of grief <laughs> and chatter after this. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. February fourth RAW. So Curtis, he's uh, you know he's shaken from the event last week. Um, you know he's he's but he's still going to continue his retirement tour. So this week he's going to face Samoa Joe, and again another good match. But later that night Samoa Joe he's been knocked out cold in the backstage area. He's stretchered away. Whoever's doing this has now taken out John Cena, Apollo Crews and Samoa Joe. So, three men who, strangely, have had dealings with Kurt Angle. You know, what the fuck is going on? February 11th Raw. This week it's it's Kurt Angle versus Chad Gable. Again, another match that did happen in real life during Kurt's retirement run. I'm not deviating from real life too much here. Just like the last couple of matches, Kurt Angle beats Chad Gable in a good match. But crucially, Monday Night Raw ends without anyone attacking chad gable Mm. chad gable he's fine he's he's unscathed absolutely Mm. dandy healthy you know monday night raw february 18th yeah it's my birthday we're going to see the return of john cena and then he is he's pissed off you know john cena is furious that he and and two other superstars have been taken out by this this mystery assailant and, and so he confronts Kurt Angle and he's asking if Kurt set this up and Kurt, Kurt denies it. He has no idea who's attacking these guys. Cena, he, he asks Kurt if he has any enemies and Kurt's all like, you know, I'm, I'm Kurt Angle. I've made a few enemies over the years. Um, but, you know, they do both note, though, that Chad Gable wasn't attacked last week after his match with Kurt. So maybe the mystery assailant is stopped, you know. John Cena's wary anyway. You know he wants to get to the bottom of this because he doesn't. He's not a fan of being attacked from behind. You know, um, not 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 Nobody, too keen on that, right? Nobody's a fan of that. No, that's not not a nice thing to experience. <laughs> later later that night, Kurt Angle is he, again. He's going to continue his retirement run, and today he's going to be facing AJ Styles. So another good match. These two always had excellent chemistry. Um no, it's, it's damn near impossible to not have chemistry with AJ Styles. But Kurt Angle wins the match. And later that night, AJ Styles gets attacked backstage. And he gets stretched out, the full shebang. Once again, nobody knows who did it. The mystery assailant is still at large, Dylan. So whoever it is, they want to make some kind of point so that they're beating up all of Kurt's opponents except one.
0: Can I hazard a guess as to who I think it is?
1: It's not Sean Stasiak.
0: Ah, dang it! (laughs) Don't forget the whole thing, man.
1: (laughs) Just drop the Stasiak, all right?
0: (laughs) Never!
1: (laughs) So, naturally, John Cena's reaction is you know, where the fuck is Chad Gable? You know, he's the only guy that hasn't been attacked so far. So, you know, it's making him look pretty guilty right now. In the cameras, they follow Cena as he goes through the backstage area, kicking doors down, shouting at people, asking, you know, where the fuck is Chad Gable? Well, he doesn't say fuck because PG, <laughs> yeah, but, he's a good boy. Um, he's a good boy. But yeah, it, eventually he finds Chad Gable in his locker room. He, he storms in. He grabs Gable by the throat and demands an answer as to why Gable is the only dude who hasn't been assaulted after being involved with Kurt Angle. You know, John Cena got attacked. Apollo Crews got attacked. Samoa Joe got attacked. AJ Styles got attacked. Why not Chad Gable? It makes no sense. And Gable, you know, he knows nothing. You know, the poor guy is terrified. Cena is a much bigger dude than Gable after all, and he's gotten by the throat. Anyone would be terrified by that. But Gable, you know, he swears he doesn't have a clue who attacked these guys or why he wasn't attacked. And this continues for, for minutes on end with Sina, you know, pressuring Gable in front of a, a mass of backstage officials who have gathered and Kurt Angle, but he gets nothing from him. Gable doesn't show any guilt and soon his tag team partner at the time, Bobby Roode, injects himself into the drama saying that, you know, when, when these guys were attacked, Chad Gable was with him. And it literally couldn't have been Gable because he can't be in two places at once. Chad Gable, not a magician. Or so, is he? Oh, <laughs> this is the return of, um. oh fuck, what was his name? Was it Memento? Oh, Phantasmo? Phantasmo, yeah, was Memento it was. I think Phantasmal's was right, yeah, because it's pH, wasn't it? that's right? Yeah, yeah, you're right, but yeah, so it's not Phantasmal. So Cena no, he he begrudgingly accepts the alibi. Um, you know it couldn't have been Chad Gable attacking these people, and um, because he was with Bobby Roode. And he says, you know, he says that you know he's still going to be keeping his eye on Chad Gable. You know, I believe you, but I don't trust you. Uh, and Raw ends, and um, we go to next week, so we still don't know who the mystery assailant is. Um, as as we go on,
0: what if they never reveal who it is? Yeah, just end it here. I make a give. A bunch of people <laughs> get the shit kick out of them, and they're like, "Oh my god, what's going to happen?" And then they just move on and never talk about it ever again. Yeah,
1: just drop it. Yeah, it wouldn't. It's like WWE to do that. They have done it a few they times. It would. Right? you're
0: correct? They totally would do that. You know. Thank God
1: they're not rebooking this. But, <laughs> well, they booked it the first time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but that's why we're here. But yeah, okay. <laughs> February twenty fifth raw we still don't have a clue who the mystery attacker is, but John Cena, he's got a plan. He's gonna catch this guy tonight.
0: He's backstage like a big net. You know, like <laughs> I'm gonna catch the him. Sherlock, yeah, he puts Sherlock like a, Cap. Uh, yeah, he puts like a little <laughs> trap. You know, he's like, here's free sweets and he's There's free sweets in the middle, and he's standing behind like a box with a rope. Like whenever <laughs> this guy takes the bit, I'm gonna drop the net over him. Is that what happens? Uh, no, but that
1: is still better than what did happen in real life So I'll, I'll <laughs> you get points for that <laughs> hey, Oh cool, I'm
0: finally getting points
1: uh, Yeah, like 30, 30 episodes in You've not got any points, Like, well done Oh, You haven't given me, give me endpoints,
0: is ridiculous yeah.
1: There you go, one point, there you go Thanks yeah. <laughs> uh, Not not even points, just points uh, But yeah, so <laughs> Kurt, Kurt Angle, he's, he's going to go out to the ring To continue his farewell tour uh, And John Cena, he's going to be ringside for the match and whoever his opponent is John Cena is going to accompany them to the back, win or loss and sit with them until Raw is over so that way, if the mystery assailant shows up again to to attack Kurt Angle's latest opponent, then they're going to have just a whole lot of Cena to get through first so, pretty smart, right? Mm -hmm. and so that's what happens, Kurt Angle comes out and this week he's going to be facing Bobby Roode so, they wrestled many many times in TNA, so by all rights, it should be a good match And John Cena, like he promised, he sits at ringside for the match. He's keeping his head on a swivel for anyone who looks dodgy, suspicious, you know. And the match goes down without a hitch. Kurt taps out Bobby Roode with the ankle lock. As the referee raises Kurt's hand in victory, John Cena is going to help escort a a limping Bobby Bobby Roode to the backstage area. The cameras are going to follow him all the way backstage until he gets to Bobby Roode's locker room. Cena sits him down on the bench and closes the door and he just waits patiently for this mystery assailant to come and and, and try and take out Bobby Roode because they ain't going to do it when Cena's there. Not at all. Cena's wanting to catch this guy. And now that we know Bobby Roode is safe, we cut back to the ring where Kurt Angle's celebrating his victory in front of the fans. It's the last time the fans are going to see him so they're chatting his name and all that. But then, Kurt Angle gets attacked from behind with a steel chair and fucking hell, it's Chad fucking Gable. Ooh. Chad Gable has hit Kurt Angle with a cheer And he's just continuing the beatdown With cheer shot after a manic cheer shot To the back of the fallen Olympic gold medalist Cena sees what's happening In a backstage monitor and he runs out At full speed to save his friend Kurt Angle But by that time Gable's just managed To escape through the crowd He's out of there like a bad out of hell It ain't no chance he's risking an emotionally hyped up John Cena coming right for him Uh Cena attempts to Kurt Angle in the ring while the cameras try to pick up Gable in the crowd, but they can't find him. Gable's gone. He's out of there. And it's now painfully obvious that Chad Gable is the mystery assailant who has taken out John Cena, Apollo Crews, AJ Styles, Samoa Joe from behind after their associates with Kurt Angle. But why? I guess we'll have to find out next time. Next time. On London <laughs> Night Raw. Uh, <laughs> March 4th alright so there's a lot of a uh, lot of intrigue going into this now everyone knows that Chad Gable attacked Kurt Angle and everyone else um, but you know, no, nobody knows why Kurt Angle wasn't there tonight because he's still selling the beatdowns from last week but John Cena's in the building and, and he's mad and we're going to get Gable coming out this week to, to cut a promo in front of the live crowd but to protect him, to ensure his safety, he has a full security team come out with him and I'm talking like full security, like not not your standard pro wrestling security of free guys who can be taken out by one strong babyface. I'm talking like 20, 30 guys. You know, they're they're going to position position themselves up and down the entrance ramp and at every side of the ring. Nobody's getting through these guys. You know, Gable is safe to speak his mind tonight. No one's going to attack him, and Gable's going to say, you know, I, I I know, I know you're all wondering why I did what I did last week and what I did in the previous weeks. So now that I'm sure nobody's going to cut me off. Thanks to all the security guards here. I'm just going to speak some truth. Listen up, because this is the justification for my actions, and I'll be damned if you don't all agree with me that I did the right thing. Kurt Angle, I'm just going to say it. You are my freaking idol, man. You were my inspiration to go to the 2012 Olympics in Greco-Roman wrestling. You were my inspiration to start a career in pro wrestling. When things got rough in my career and people looked down on me, it was you who inspired me to keep on going, because you were just like me. You showed me that being a smaller guy with an exceptional repertoire of mat wrestling techniques can get you right to the top of the pro wrestling game. So whenever people told me that I was too small, I tell them, well, I'm the same size and weight as Kurt Angle, and look what he accomplished. And I'm just saying this so that you people here have some context, because Kurt, he knows all of it. Kurt and I have spoken many, many times about how I grew up idolizing him. And hell, if he didn't take it from me, then he would have heard it from his son, who I tagged with for years and years. Kurt is very aware of the respect I have had for him. And so naturally, on January 21st, when you announced your retirement from pro wrestling, I was heartbroken. My favourite wrestler ever was going to hang up his boots after a hell of a career. There were tears in my eyes while I was watching you speak, Kurt. But then you announced that your final match was going to be at WrestleMania 35 and you would get to handpick your opponent. And at that point, my eyes opened wide. I was hanging on to your every word as you were revealing your final opponent, certain that after all of our chats, after all of our heart to hearts, that you would choose me and help me in my career because you know all too well how difficult it is to get noticed in professional wrestling when you're under six feet tall. But then you announced the opponent and you chose John Cena? John Cena, the biggest superstar of the last 15 years in pro wrestling. John Cena, the man who has had every possible opportunity thrown at him in his career. John Cena, multiple-time WWE champion, tag champion, US champion, who has done everything there is to do in wrestling. Why John Cena? You've beaten John Cena. John Cena's beaten you. We've seen it for years, and we don't need to see it again. Picking John Cena as your final match is a waste. This is your retirement match. Isn't it the accepted thing in pro wrestling that you use that to shine some light on some younger talent? Sure, we wrestled a few weeks back and you beat me, but I was starstruck from wrestling my idol and I would not let that happen again. You should be using your final match to wrestle the man who idolised you, not the man who slapped you in the face the first time he ever met you. But no, you picked John Cena. And I'll tell you right now that that will be a decision you will regret until the day you die unless you change your mind and replace John Cena in your final match with me, Chad Gable. If you don't, I'll continue to be the foreign in your side and you will rue the day you overlooked me. Hear my words Kurt Angle, this match, it isn't John Cena's, it's Chad Gable's. And then you get the... John Cena's music is going to hit over the sound system and he comes out, he's going to have no chance... Getting down to the ring because of all that security, but it's fine because Cena has other plans in mind. Cena, it, it he gets he has the a gun. <laughs> <laughs> He's just he like shoots a sniper.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like I, I, I wish I wrote that now, but unfortunately.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, if this story doesn't go, doesn't go well that'll be plan B alright yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> but Sina, he doesn't have a gun in his hand he has a microphone in his hand uh, and he says to Gable boy y- you must have lost your mind doing what you did but I'm going to make this nice and simple for you this Sunday March 10th is Fast Lane. if you want to be Kurt Angle's final opponent so badly you are going to have to beat me for it at Fastlane, it'll be me versus you, one-on-one. And if you can beat me, I'll step aside and I'll let you replace me in Kurt Angle's retirement match at WrestleMania. And Gable, he's got reservations, but after taking a moment to, to mull it over, he accepts. And so it's on. John Cena versus Chad Gable for the Kurt Angle retirement match championship. <laughs> Fastlane. <laughs> oh,
0: the Tugboy Championship.
1: Oh god, yeah. There's like there's, there's a classic right there. Quick note, but the Fa- Fastlane is the shittest pay per view name ever. Um, I hate it. I mean,
0: it. it's not great, but I don't know if it's. A, but I mean, we've talked about Great Balls of Fire before, haven't we? Oh yeah, okay, yeah. It's second, second worst. I'm sure there's something worse. Fastlane doesn't make any sense, though. It doesn't.
1: What, why the, is it a lane? Yeah,
0: rest pay per view. Like we're in the fast i and like you should be
1: in the ring. yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing in the motorway, dude? <laughs> like, where are you going? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, I, I was never a fan of that name. What was it What was it used to be before WrestleMania? It was always No Way Out before WrestleMania, wasn't it? That was always yeah, the one. Yeah, well,
0: what they used yeah. to do was they used to have the Royal Rumble and then No Way Out and yeah. then WrestleMania would be the third one. Yeah. yeah, but then at some point they put another pay-per-view in between like No Way Out slash Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania. Yeah. And that's just awkward. Like, it, it it ruins the flow of it because you can build a story from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania, no problem. But once you're at yeah. something else in the middle of it, you know, like that's the, the the thing with like the the Miz and the Bobby Lashley thing, right? If mm-hmm. if they didn't have this extra pay-per-view in the middle, they could have went straight to Mania and done Drew McIntyre versus Lashley. But because they have yeah. a new uh, pay-per-view in the middle of it, they have to like You've buy got to time.
1: It. Yeah, they just have yeah. to make shit up for a bit, you know, and it, it ruins the flow. Yeah, man. I'm 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 just never never keen on it. I I miss the old days. I really do. Mm, the old but, days, yeah. Sean Stasiak. Yeah, I Giant Stasiak, and just twelve twelve pay per views, not fucking twenty. Sunday Night um, Heat, not, Sunday Night Heat, Velocity, all, all of the above. Like I, I think I think AEW have it right. AEW do what four pay per views a year. And like every single one is like something to look forward to because it's all going to be like really really hyped built up matches. Whereas WWE you've got a pay per view every two weeks, and so no one gives a shit, you know? Um, yeah, right. But <laughs> hey, what 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 can you do? Anyway, so where are we? We're at Fastlane. So uh, Kurt, Kurt Angle is still out at the moment. You know, he's selling the injury from Gable's chair assault and RAW a couple of weeks back. But despite it, we're going to have John Cena versus Chad Gable with the right to face Kurt Angle in his retirement match on the line and this is pretty much the biggest match for Gable's career to date, um, and knowing Chad Gable, he's not going to take that lightly legitimately, G- Gable is one of the most underrated guys on the roster of the last five years um, you know, or more, the guy can go, man, and and we all know that Cena has had some some outstanding matches with guys not too dissimilar from Gable you know, your Sami Zayn, your Daniel O'Brien's, your AJ Styles so, you know, th- this would be an incredible match if given the time, and I won't hear any differently anyway the finish to the match is important. So we need Gable to win this, legitimately, to to show that he is worthy of facing Kurt Angle. But also it's it's John Cena man, you know, he doesn't get beaten often. And I'm going to use a slight cheat here, but, you know, Chad Gable is going to beat Cena via a kind of flash pinfall. You know, fifty minutes or so into the match, maybe Cena's going for the attitude adjustment and Gable just slips behind. He rolls him up with a tight schoolboy pin to win the match. You know, Cena gets up immediately and Chad Gable escapes, but he's beaten John Cena. And he has earned the right to face his idol at WrestleMania. So it's official WrestleMania 35. Kurt Angle's retirement match is now going to be against Chad Gable. So there you go. Monday night raw, March eleventh, and now we are in the run up to WrestleMania. In real life, this is where Kurt Angle announced his retirement. So, you know, you already see through through everything I've booked up to now, in real life, he was just in a wasted feud with, you know, your man redacted. Uh (laughs) your man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're your boy, the fucking constable. He's not my Uh, boy. Oh, he's, he's, he's nobody's boy. Let's be honest. He, yeah. He well, he's one person's boy. Actually, we had him. Um, we put up a, a poll on Twitter. I, I'm making kayfabe, and one, I'm pretty sure one person voted for Baron Corbin as a uh, as uh, the ideal final opponent for Kurt Angle.
0: Can I just so, say to make it put to put this on the record? I was going to vote on that poll and vote <laughs> Baron Corbin just to be a dick, right? But I didn't. <laughs> I voted for Danny Bryan, and somebody else had voted for Baron Corbin. I'm like, wow, nice. Now
1: yeah. you do Not even have to do it. I think it literally is one vote. One. The poll's still ongoing as we um, as we talk about this, but John Cena got 43%, Chad Gable 32%, Daniel Bryan 23%, and Baron Corbin 2%. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, he's still in the mix. He's still, he's, he's got a chance. But, I mean, that, that's a poll for ideal final opponent. Ideal, ideal, really? <laughs> <laughs> he's got oh. to be Joe Corbin. <laughs> Yeah, good God. Um, Anyway, back to the rebooking. Like like I say, so we are in the run up to WrestleMania. Um, There's only three more Raws to go until the big show. So we're going to put the the final things in place for Kurt Angle versus Chad Gable. And let me tell you, there's going to be one more interesting swerve that will reveal itself soon, bro. Uh, Oh, is that a a clue? No, it's not. Uh, (laughs) I couldn't resist saying swerve and not saying go after
0: you have to do it. do it once every podcast
1: yeah gotta be one swerve bro so as it happens this, this Monday Night Raw was in Pittsburgh Pennsylvania um, handy because this is this is gonna, gonna gonna obviously make Kurt Angle the biggest hero and, and the Pittsburgh crowd will obviously just treat Chad Gable like you know just, just, just the biggest cunt you know mm-hmm. so Angle's gonna—he's gonna come out to start the show. He's still recovering from his steel chair assault, and he's gonna cut a promo on Gable. He's gonna accept—he's gonna accept the match. He understands that since Cena put it on the line, he must follow through with it. So it's officially gonna be angle versus gable at WrestleMania. Kurt's not best pleased about it, but that's the way of it. That that's the rules. And he'll say during the promo, you know, like if you had come to me and asked to be in the match, I wouldn't have had any arguments. We could have made it a triple threat match. Me against you against Cena. But no, you had to be a dumb son of a bitch and tack a whole bunch of people from behind. And in doing so, you've pissed me off. Now I may be old, I know that I'm very much putting on the 18th hole of my career but I'll be damned if I let a snot-nosed little punk wannabe disrespect me.
0: Oh my god, he's bringing out the big guns.
1: Oh yeah, wannabe. Chad Gable at WrestleMania, you're not going to have the chance to attack me from behind. You're going one-on-one with Kurt Angle, one of the greatest of all time and I truly hope for your sake that you bring your A-game because I'll be bringing mine. It's true, it's damn true. There we go, had to get the catchphrase in. And uh, on this night, Angle and Gable—they're they're, going to have no interaction with each other apart from that. Chad Gable is going to have a match against Apollo Cruz, one of the dudes he attacked from behind. And since it's Pittsburgh, like I say, the crowd they just going to shit all over Gable. He'll be the most despised man in the building, um, which is perfect because we're, we're building up, building him up as a big villain against Kurt Angle. Anyway, Gable Gable beats Cruz, the crowd boosts some more, and everyone goes home. Oh yeah, I was thinking a cool little segment you could do as well. Like I wasn't sure where to put this, but maybe you do it this week. But a cool little segment you could do is have a, a kind of brief sit-down interview with chat with uh, Jason Jordan. Um, you know, the guy's fairly integral to the whole feud and storyline. He's Carl Angle's son, but also he was Chad Gable's tag team partner, the American Alpha, for a long time. So um, you know, I, I, I'd basically have him in a sit-down interview, maybe maybe now, and just see how you know how obsessed. Chad Gable was with Kurt Angle, you know, like saying that he'd adopt Kurt's moveset as his own, he'd use Kurt's mentality in his matches, and he'd he'd show Jordan old Kurt Angle tapes for their tag team matches, that kind of stuff. Like, just paint the picture that that Chad Gable was this dude who was just so obsessed with Kurt Angle, his favorite wrestler, and that's basically that that he basically emulates him to this day. Yeah, you've got to get Jason Jordan in there somewhere um, because he's too integral to the story to not be. So, but yeah, because of his bad neck, you can't do anything physical so a sit down interview makes sense Monday Night Raw March 18th Chad Gable he's going to have another match to warm up for this Wrestlemania showdown with Kurt Angle and for this I just I just needed like the, the, the biggest jobber. So I looked through the raw Hi, roster. Corbin. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh god. It's it's a good pick, but no, it's not. Uh, yeah, I needed the, I needed the biggest jobber. So I just I just looked through the raw roster in the year 2019. And what do you know? I, I just found the perfect guy who just exudes the noun jobber. That's right, Mike Canellis. Oh, the most rebooking mean... of all time. Tonight, he is going to be jobbing to Chad Gable.
0: That's fair enough. Like That's exactly what they would have done to him.
1: Yeah. Hey, at he, least he was... made it on TV. That's good. That's true, yeah. He, he was just the biggest geek around this time. Like, he absolutely was. Just... Oh boy, but yeah, before the match Gable's going to cut a short promo and he's going gonna to just antagonise Kurt basically, That this is going to be like a smarmy heel kind of promo to meet the fans just, just fucking hate the guy it, it would talk about how Kurt lived by the three eyes, which are intelligence, integrity and intensity, and he says the perfect opponent for Kurt Angle needs to have these three eyes, and he, Chad Gable has them in abundance, so intelligence, he was smart enough to plot and succeed, and his quest to become Kurt Angle's last opponent the odds were literally stacked against him with John Cena being announced initially as the opponent and using his own intelligence, he overcame them. Integrity. Integrity is having strong moral principles and Gable displayed this by, by teaming with Kurt Angle's son, Jason Jordan, back in NXT. You know, until, until Chad Gable came along and Jason Jordan was going nowhere. Jason Jordan was uh, in real life and developmental for five years before Chad Gable took him under his wing out of the goodness of his own heart and character. And look where it got him. Intensity. He's going to show that right now as he beats this poor sucker, Mike canellis Oh, yeah, poor Mike canellis Never, never. E- even, even, <laughs> even a rebooking of Mike canellis gets no love. Like, that's <laughs> <So fair. laughs> Poor guy. Um, you know, by the way, if you haven't listened to it, go and check out season one, episode four. I think it is. Yeah, uh, now yeah I, the, now I, I'm going to rebook him again. <laughs> yeah, part two.
0: I'm going to keep that's rebooking my canellas. Yeah, until someone listens to it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what he does. He, he beats up that poor sucker, Mike Canales. Um But interestingly, Gable doesn't finish him with his usual finisher, the Chaos Fury, um, which is a kind of a roll into a bridging German suplex kind of thing. Yeah, um, no, he uses he uses yeah, they can deadlift kind of thing. It's really cool. Um, but no, he uses the ankle lock. He uses Kurt Engel's ankle lock to beat Mike Kanellis. And he's going to crank that ankle lock on and despite Mike Kanellis tapping, despite Chad Gable having won the match, he has no plans to release the hold. He's going to break that poor sucker's ankle right there in the middle of the ring until Kurt Engel comes down to the ring for the save. He chases Gable off and Kurt gets in the microphone and he says... Really classy, Chad Gable. You you beat this guy using my move. You talk about your intelligence, but you forgot who excelled in intelligence before you'd even laced up your wrestling boots. And that's me, Kurt Angle. I've got something up my sleeve for WrestleMania that you don't know about, and it's something that I promise you, you will not like. You'll find out next week what I've got planned. So Kurt's got a big announcement about the WrestleMania match, but what could it be? We'll have to find out next week. On Monday Night Raw.
0: Yeah, we did it again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Really milking that joke. Monday Night Raw, March 25th. Kurt Angle comes down to the ring to reveal his big announcement and he's about to speak into the microphone when he's interrupted by Chad Gable's music. Gable walks out to the top of the entrance ramp because he he wanted to see this announcement in person. How big could the announcement be after all? It's already confirmed that it will be Chad Gable versus Kurt Angle at WrestleMania and the contract's signed so nothing can change that contractually Kurt can't replace Gable in the match contractually Kurt Angle can't even change the match type it's a singles match so Chad is, is very cocky that the, the announcement is going to be a big flop
0: he's going to be in a shark cage yeah <laughs> he's going to be in a shark cage and Kurt Angle's not going to be in a shark cage how's it going to work there's only one way to find out tune in to Wrestlemania this week <laughs> Shark cage.
1: There's <laughs> <laughs> like Gable's outside the ring in the shark cage, and <laughs> was in the ring. So kind of yeah. I, do, the I,
0: I don't know how it's gonna work at all. but I just thought it was <laughs> so funny. I thought if I said out loud, I'll figure it out. But no, I still have no so idea you, how
1: that works. You're coming up with a great new match every week. What, what was it last week? <laughs> underwater ladder match or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes, I forgot about the Underwater Ladder match <laughs> uh, Yeah,
1: book that On Planet Stasiak Against uh,
0: Baron Constable Joe
1: <laughs> Tiger <laughs> Alley Triple
0: H uh, <laughs> Corbin
1: Anyway, Kurt's got an announcement So Kurt gets in the microphone And he confirms basically what Gable said Like Gable's right, Kurt, Kurt can't choose another opponent But What Kurt Angle can do is choose the referee. So Kurt Angle announces that at WrestleMania, it'll be him versus Chad Gable in a singles match with special guest referee, (gasps) Jan Cena. And Cena comes out and he does the whole you can't see me thing to Chad Gable. Gable's furious. You know, he wanted Kurt out of this match. And while Cena isn't in the match, he is now officiating it at WrestleMania and we see Gable kind of fuming away as Raw goes off the air he is angry Monday Night Raw, April 1st Happy April Fool's Day It's the final week before the big show WrestleMania is in just 6 days and Chad Gable, he needs a tune-up match to make sure he is in top form for Kurt Angle so this week we're we're going to have him face a random jobber, um, you know we'll have him face a fairly big name who who didn't actually have a match at WrestleMania, somebody who was not deemed important enough to be part of WrestleMania 35, but someone who has credibility, you know, that Gable would look good beating, uh, and, and also someone who is connected with Kurt Angle, Shelton Benjamin, oh. of course, Kurt Angle's former protege in team Angle. So it's Chad Gable versus Shelton Benjamin, but before the bell rings. It's announced that for this match, there will be a special guest commentator and a special guest referee. The commentator is Kurt Angle. And the referee, of course, is John Cena. So John Cena claims that he has to, to warm up for WrestleMania, get get some practice in before the big show. You know, that's why he's refereeing this match. Because, you know, you got to practice to be a referee. Oh, it's you gotta hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got to practice free, man. Yeah, you, gotta you, learn can't to just,
0: you can't learn on the job. That's ridiculous. No. You have to... You can't, I'm not at yeah. WrestleMania. you got to know what you're doing before you turn up, buddy. Years
1: of training. Years of training. Exactly. So, during the match, like, Cena, he's going to fuck with Gable a little just to get laughs from the crowd. Like you know Maybe he'll intentionally fast count Benjamin's pinfalls and forget to see any of... Um, Gable's pinfalls you know get, get in the way of Gable when he's bouncing off the ropes or something like that That kind of stuff just, just generally being a bit of a prick but in a funny way it's all for nothing though because Chad Gable he's too damn good Gable gets Benjamin in the ankle lock Benjamin taps in agony and Cena is just forced to ring the bell after the match Gable stands up and he walks straight over to John Cena he slaps him hard in the face And Cena, you know, he can't can't get a piece of Gable at WrestleMania because of his referee duties, but he sure can tonight. So he's going to drill Gable with an attitude adjustment to a big pop from the crowd. Kurt Angle comes into the ring, celebrates with Cena, and now we're ready for WrestleMania. Kurt's had an interesting storyline leading up to his final match, and there's not a constable in sight. (laughs) And now we're at WrestleMania. So it's time for Kurt Angle's final match. He's gonna go up against Chad Gable with John Cena as a special guest referee. And this is a big match. It involves two, two of the biggest names in, in the 21st century of pro wrestling, and a youngster who is just insanely talented and, and who has just been horrendously underappreciated in Chad Gable. So Kurt Angle, let's be honest, he wasn't at his complete best in the last month of his career. Um, you know, the poor guy's body was breaking down, he was slower, but I uh, let, let me tell you something. He was still Kurt Angle. If he was given more than six minutes, which is what he got in real life, you know, he could have had a great match with anybody, especially someone like Chad Gable. So this match it deserves at least fifteen minutes to make some to make it something good. And you can't tell me that WWE didn't have time for this because WrestleMania had sixteen fucking matches. You know, the show was like three years long. So if you're struggling to make the time, Triple H versus Batista didn't need twenty five minutes anyway. I you know. know. This is- Oh it, God, man! It sure Remember that?
0: Fucked boy. That was ridiculous.
1: It was, man. It was, and like th- th- this is Kurt Angle, man. Like he deserves more than six minutes to make his final mark in pro wrestling. Um, you know, it's just a fucking shame that he didn't get it. But anyway, he does in this story, and like I'd have no doubt this would be an excellent match. You know, Kurt. Kurt's not just the king of mat wrestling. He's he's the king of bringing emotion into matches, and 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 this is one of the most emotional matches of all time. You know, Kurt's going to be he's going to put up a valiant valiant effort against the much younger Chad Gable, but eventually, sometime in the sometime into the match, Chad Gable's going to have Kurt Angle locked in his own ankle lock. And Cena's there, he's he's, he's refereeing. He sees his Kurt, his friend Kurt Angle on the mat in the middle of having his ankle fucking torn off. He doesn't know what to do. Kurt is grabbing onto you know, Cena's trousers. He's screaming in agony, and John Cena is almost reluctant to ring the bell, even when Kurt Angle starts tapping to the holds. But the pressure's on in a moment. Gable's eyes are locked on Cena's, just oozing intensity. Meanwhile, Kurt's on the mat in abject agony. Cena's gonna hesitate, but you know, he has a job to do and he's gotta do it. So Cena he calls for the bell to claim Chad Gable as the winner of the match and to signify the end of Kurt Angle's in-ring career. And Gable celebrates like he's won the World Cup. You know, John Cena, he just glares at Gable, but there just has to be some respect there. Like G- Gable hasn't just beaten Kurt Angle, but he's also beaten Cena himself in the last month. As much as Sina hates Gable for everything he's done, he has to admit that he's a hell of a talent. He reluctantly raises Gable's hand in victory and then goes to check on his friend Kurt Angle and then you can get Gable the hell out of there and while well, the crowd gives Kurt Angle the, res- the respect he fucking deserves You know, keep the cameras on him for as long as you need to this is Kurt's moment and he deserves to go out in the best way possible he's, he's just done the right thing by putting a young, younger talent over and John Cena's going to lead those thank you Kurt chants from the 82,000 people in attendance Kurt Angle's illustrious career is over but Chad Gable's Chad Gable's is just beginning and that's it. That, that's the rebooking. And I just want to quickly touch on a few more things while I'm on this subject. Like, I touched on it earlier, but you know, what benefit did Baron Corbin get by retiring Kurt Angle? Like I say, it was barely mentioned a month later. And again, like I say, he was just straight up the wrong guy to do it. Ask anybody, apart from that one guy on Twitter. You WWE know, <laughs> were going to <laughs> were gonna push him down our throws with or without one half of Angle's last match. Mm. But Gable, now, if he beats Angle, he's going to be the fucking second coming, you know? like You've got Gable established as someone who can move mountains. Like, th- this guy was just featured in a WrestleMania match with two of the biggest stars in the history of wrestling, you know? And he's beaten them both as well. One of my maybe unpopular opinions about wrestling is that when someone is retiring, they should go out against a younger guy. like Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair excellent match i'll never dispute that but in my opinion it shouldn't have been michaels retiring flair undertaker versus Shawn michaels excellent match in my opinion shouldn't have been undertaker retiring Shawn michaels it should be a younger guy it should be a younger guy in the roster who it makes sense to elevate by beating a huge name anyway this this will this will have sent kurt angle off in the right way and at the same time it's gonna have done wonders for chad gable's career it doesn't end there for Gable either because after WrestleMania, you've got a whole bunch of people who are pissed off about being attacked by that mystery assailant who turned out to be Gable. You know, maybe even continue his feud with John Cena. But the main thing is that Gable is over and, and WWE can build on that if they had a fucking clue.
0: Hmm.
1: But yeah, I'm done. Kurt Angle is my, my favorite wrestler of all time and I hope I, hope I did the guy justice. What, what do you think?
0: I mean, there's a lot going on there. I think that when you started off the rebooking and you were talking about Kurt Angle's going to retire and you were bringing in John Cena, you know, I thought, well, this is pretty good. You know, that's a good WrestleMania match, a good way for, for Kurt Angle to go out, John Cena versus Kurt Angle. That's nice. And then you did like, you actually give like legitimately re- good twists in there. Like the Chad Gable <laughs> thing, you know, there was another twist you, you you put in there as well that I really liked.
1: Special referee. Uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. I'm like, this is good. Like all this stuff, kind of, it all makes sense, right? It all builds to something, mm. and then it means that the match at WrestleMania has a purpose. No, it's not just Kurt Angle's retirement match. It actually has a purpose and a story yeah. that can be told, and you understand it when you see it. Which is again something you don't get with six minutes of Baron Corbin staking up the joint. Like you, you don't get. <laughs> There was no story wrestling story to be told in that match. Whereas in the one you've uh, rebooked, there actually is and it and it plays to the strengths of the people in the match. Like Chad Gable and Kurt Angle are both very good pro wrestlers, so they know what yes. to do and they know how to tell that story. The only problem, as you've already figured out, the only <laughs> problem I have is that there's not enough shows <laughs> to <CCI>. ah. see. <laughs> but other than that, it was A plus. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but there, there, there's no Day Zach, but also there's no Baron Corbin, so those, those two can level each other, yeah, out, right? Yeah,
0: balances out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, I like how you were like, Shawn Michaels shouldn't have retired. Ric Flair should be a younger guy. I'm like, yeah. oh, is
1: this stuff we're gonna? Is this is this is the next rebooking? <laughs> no, but I mean. Maybe you could. Um, that, that's the thing. Like we we we, we rebook things in wrestling that weren't done right. I'm not going to argue and say that it, it wasn't an incredible mo- moment that Shawn Michaels was retiring. Rick Flair, but like m- maybe someday we do do like somebody, a young guy in the roster, retiring Rick Flair instead. Like who knows? We'll see, see kind of how that goes. But I would, I would make it Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair retires Ric Flair.
0: Yeah, what a story! I don't think she even debuted at that point. Hey, well, and anyway,
1: there's one that could be done because Ric Flair didn't even fucking retire; he went
0: to TNA. So. <laughs> exactly. So he still so so. Shel Michaels didn't
1: really retire Ric Flair. So now
0: somebody younger can still retire Ric Flair.
1: Exactly. Who who retired Ric Flair? Technically, Let, let's let's check this. Let's yeah. see who Ric Flair's last match was against. You know who it is? It's Hulk Hogan. I think is it. Is it really Hulk Hogan? Wasn't
0: it Hulk Hogan in TNA? It may have been. I'm going to or I'm was to it? For did he did he fight Jay Lethal in TNA? I know they had a thing. I was, I was like, thinking Jay Lethal, if he fought, yeah, but can, I don't know if a work versus Jay Lethal match it would be fun to watch. I don't know.
1: I've I found out who it is. It's Oh, it's Sean Stingziak.
0: <laughs> Finally,
1: it's 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 Sean Stingziak because it was Sting. Uh, oh. Apparently.
0: Oh Sting yeah, younger a guy. In,
1: in an episode of Impact, yeah, and 12 or 9 2011. So, yeah, there you go. He's
0: younger uh, than Rick Flair. Yeah. So, yes.
1: <laughs> so was Shawn Michaels but hey we're, we're digressing far too much like Kurt Angle <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> that's way too far uh, but no man Kurt Angle was awesome um, Like I, I, I enjoy Kurt Angle a lot I was saddened by the, the end of his career and just yeah it, it could have been done a whole lot better I mean that, that feud with Baron Corbin just seemed to last forever and like it made no sense for it to be Baron Corbin so yeah, yeah, yeah Char- I, I, get get John Cena involved one of, one of Kurt Angle's greatest enemies uh, get Gable involved, a young guy who deserves the push and who deserves to be the next Kurt Angle. Um, You know, it just makes sense, dude. Like, yeah. why, why didn't they do it?
0: I think that your storyline really gave justice to it, to the whole career of Kurt Angle. And, you know, it was a fitting way to end, you know, in a good way. Like, if Kurt Angle had just come back, you know, what a year or two before that. So it's a good way for him to kind of close closed out his days and, and you know go out kind of on top if you know what I mean you know with a with a good storyline with good people involved you know exactly so I like man. I like
1: that's it cool. I, I I thought it was really good thanks dude I appreciate that and uh, yeah that's uh, my favorite wrestler so we'll probably come back to Kurt at some point but yeah for now that is he the retires Ric Flair <laughs> we... <laughs> and Shawn Michaels Good to see a match yeah <laughs> oh my god. Oh man! But I tell you what, how about we move on to our favourite part of the show, k Tombola. All Hello. right, Tombola. What a game! What a what a great, funny, happy, wonderful game. If this is your first time listening to making kayfabe, here's what Kayfabe Timbola is all about. In front of me, I have four random wrestler names and four random scenarios, numbered one to four and lettered A to D. And shortly, Dylan is going to give me a number letter combination, like a a 1A or a 4B or a 2C. I'm going to tell him what wrestler and scenario he's chosen. And then Dylan will have 60 seconds to spin the greatest wrestling storyline of all time with that wrestler and scenario in mind. And today... We have another listener-submitted tombola. this time from Jamie McNally-Jones, who has sent his suggestions via DM on Twitter, at uh, Making MakingKFabe. Uh, Jamie's tag on Twitter is at JJ McNally-Jones, and you may recall, Dylan, uh, having having written a, a birthday poem for him in the episode last <laughs> season.
0: <laughs> oh, my God, I'm so sorry, dude. <laughs> to get a chance to apologize for that (laughs) i'm so sorry next next time it's your birthday i'll do a better one so (laughs) let us know when was when was his birthday oh man i can't remember what episode it was uh tell us send us another message and tell us when your birthday is and then we'll send you a poem
1: I'm sure he I'm sure he just treasures the the, 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 the pristine art that was your birthday poetry. Um, but today we're gonna to do something even better because I've got a, a little card up my sleeve today. So Jamie's suggestions today are good, um, they're very good, and the wrestlers he's given are ones that you could do a lot with, my friends, and the scenarios, the scenarios are kind of basic interesting scenarios, which which lend themselves very well to something that I'm going to bring back, which hasn't been seen in quite a while, uh, for oh the dear. first time since cowboy astronaut Rob Van Damme, it's time <laughs> for Russo Tombola. <laughs> yes! Tombola making kayfabe podcast bro you guys rule do it like russo bro there ain't any other way oh my god (laughs) i forgot about this as i said earlier there are four names and four scenarios where dylan will have 60 seconds to come up with an excellent wrestling storyline but in russo Mm Tambola, every time i say bro dylan has to introduce a swerve into the story that you just didn't see coming (laughs) Because wrestling booking is all about swerves, bro. And if you don't agree, then you're just a sweaty mark.
0: Fucking idiot, bro. I'm very excited. <laughs> Listen, bro. Okay, I to God, bro. I'm super excited about this, bro. 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 Bro.
1: Bro? Bro? Bro. Uh, bro.
0: Bro. Okay. Bro. <laughs> give, <me>,
1: give-, <laughs> give me your finest letter number combination. And Ugh. we'll see who you, you will be swerving with today.
0: Mm-mm. I would like three hamburgers. And <laughs> now that they're finished ordering, I would like three. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, three, three. Three. B. Three B. B for bro. Yeah. Bro. Three bros. <laughs> three Me three and you and Vince bro. Russo, the three
1: bros. All right, so. Do you want to know who you could have had? Yes, please. You could have had Adam Cole. Ooh. Then get him. You could have had Keith Lee okay you didn't get him you could have had broman reigns ah i see what you did there you didn't get didn't get that you're gonna like who you did get, actually you got kevin owens okay yeah. i do like kevin yeah. owens
0: i like how there's no match him on this week because i don't no know I, I don't know no. if my
1: boys could handle doing more match oh, <laughs> I, I, I generally had a sore throat the next day Right, from doing the oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did you get him? Snap into a slim (laughs) jim
0: Anyway, before we lose our voices, too late. Yeah. It really (laughs) fucks up your voice, dude. I don't know what. I don't know how Uh, to do it. Anyway,
1: so you got Kevin Owens. And the scenario, the scenarios you didn't get first, you could have got Kevin Owens wins the Royal Rumble. Mm -hmm. Didn't get that. Was that it? (laughs) Yes, are horrible.
0: There's no crab hands, trouble. there's no like.
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're we're going we're going simple today. It's kind uh, it's of okay. work really well for the the Russo Tambola. Like uh, so you I didn't like get it. that? Okay. You could have got Kevin Owens takes over WWE from Vince. Oh, okay. You didn't get that. Mm-hmm. You could have got Kevin Owens wins the money in the bank briefcase. Okay. You Didn't, didn't get that. Oh, you got Dylan Here's what you got for KFA Tom Brola today. You got Kevin Owens has an undefeated streak for a year. Ooh. Mm-hmm. But I have to keep swerving it. Yeah. Oh anytime I say bro, you gotta you gotta swerve it. So is that a year, is that a week, is that a month? Is that, oh who knows? But So the oh, scenario
0: is Kevin Owens has an undefeated streak for a year.
1: Yes. Okay. I so just, a, just a quick reminder, so Dylan has 60 seconds to make Kevin Owens and his undefeated streak for a year make sense. And normally, that's very difficult. But during these 60 seconds, I'm going to make it even more difficult. Because every mm. time I call out bro, Dylan will have to introduce an immediate swerve to his storyline. Just whatever he's saying, he has to swerve it. Dylan, are you ready? Yeah. Because I am not. I need to get my timer up too. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea <laughs> what the fuck I'm going to
0: do. But, hey, you know, as we always do, right? just, <laughs> just, just start just like the clock. <laughs> yeah, I'll just start... To, this is what Rizzo does. This is how he bugs. I'll just start talking, and after 60
1: seconds, we'll just do with... We'll go with whatever I, I said. You go. know, that, 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 sounds, that sounds good to me. So, all right. So, you're going to have 60 seconds down to tell me all about Kevin Owens and his undefeated streak for a year. Okay. And anytime time I say, bro, you're going to have to swear with that storyline. So, I'm going to count you down. I'm going to say, three, two... One, Russo that Tambola.
0: Okay, so Kevin Owens, he uh, goes on an undefeated streak. Well, it starts off, he's like, I'm fed up with this shit. I need to start winning. So, what he does is he buys like a suit of armor. You know, D. LeBron used to wear the the big chest protector. Bro. uh, You remember uh, Kevin Owens and D. LeBron are the same person. And (laughs) with this realization, uh, Kevin Owens uses the almighty powers of D'Lo Brown to frog splash because Ke- they both do a frog splash. Oh my God. And then they buy the chest protectors and that helps him. Um, the knowledge he gained from being D'Lo Brown uh, comes to him these days and that helps him win lots of matches. So oh. he... Uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> but then uh, he remembers that he was never D'Lo Brown at all and he that was a trick uh, p- put in his mind by an evil scientist and who was that evil Bro. scientist what <laughs> no <laughs> um, uh, so he wins a match and he uh, ooh, he beats the scientist and it was Sean Stasiak uh, am I out of time
1: <laughs> yes you are <laughs> <laughs> was Sean St- <laughs> the evil scientist was Sean Stasiak how along. <laughs> by the
0: way nothing about that had anything to do with an undefeated streak nope, <laughs>
1: You're absolutely right. <laughs> I mean, I can't remember, but the, the last time we did Rooster Tombola, I'm pretty sure had nothing to do with Rob Van Dam being a cowboy astronaut. So, like.
0: oh dear. Well, you know, oh, they, Kevin Owens,
1: they? Hilo Brown, same guy.
0: That was. I like that. That was good. It Started <laughs> off hot. You know, I'll admit there was a little. You know, might have dipped a little at the end there but it started off hot you know
1: hey, man, if anything that ends with Sean I've being an evil scientist is a good amount <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh boy I like that oh. that was
1: good that was fun that was excellent yeah it's about it's been a long time since we've done Russell Tombola it's yeah. probably a season and a half so yeah i like to like to bring it back every now and then and just uh, you know bro, bro it up swerve it up brother
0: I do like it how you just every so often you'll just pull it out of the bag when I'm not when I'm
1: not expecting it you know so, so Spontaneous spontaneous all right that was excellent uh, fa- thanks again to Jamie McNally Jones uh, we appreciate your support brother thanks Thank for you. listening to the show dudes that was season 3 episode 9 of making kayfabe can you believe that we're already at basically at the end of the fucking season already like, where, where, where's time gone Uh, only three more episodes left in Season 3, and then we're going to have some very big news to announce shortly too, so that's exciting. But hey, if this is your first time checking out Making Kayfabe, we've got a ton of great rebookings in the vault that you can go back and check out, like rebooking the unmasking of Kane, right to Censor, Sean O'Hare, the ECW zombie, and more. And and like I say, there's three more episodes coming up this season as well. Tweet us at making kayfabe. Let us know what you thought about the episode. It makes us feel good. Email us at making at gmail.com. Let us know what you thought about the episode. It makes us feel great. Leave us a five-star review or a thumbs up or whatever the fuck is the equivalent of whatever you listen <laughs> to. What, on. yeah. Like, what, what is it, man? Like, that, that makes us feel sexy awesome. And, you know, it also helps us yes. out, gets more listeners, checking out making kayfabe, which is cool. So, yeah, leave, leave us a review. Dylan, Dylan, you're back next week with one of your own rebookings. And uh, what what are you cooking at the moment? You got any clues for us? I mean, I feel like it's got to be Kevin Owens, Dilo Brown becoming the same person, right?
0: <laughs> you gotta, you got to expand on that. but Oh, God. The people want to hear about it. But... <laughs> in case people don't want to hear about that one in particular, I might do a couple of other things. You know, the thing that I have in mind for next week is pretty, pretty heavy.
1: You know, you could really, you could really go crazy. All right. Looking forward to that, dude. But KFabers, old and new, we fucking love you guys. You know, your, your support means the world to us. So thank you for checking out our show. Please leave us a cheeky five star review wherever you're hearing us on. And we will see you next week for. Another sexy, awesome edition of Making k